Welcome to the Our Savior Speaks podcast from Our Savior Episcopal Church, located at 4227 Columbia Road in Martinez, Georgia. Through this podcast, we'll be sharing messages of hope and encouragement that can be found in the life and lessons of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We will also explore ways in which God can work through each of us to make our Lord's grace and love a reality for all of humanity. Hello, I'm Al Crumpton, and I'm the rector of Our Savior Episcopal Church. And on this week's podcast of Our Savior Speaks, we're going to be hearing a passage from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 18, verses 21 to 35, and from Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 14, verses 1 through 12. And featured in this week's sermon is actually an exchange between Jesus and Peter around the topic of forgiveness. Now, Peter is coming to Jesus with a question about how many times he should forgive, and he even offers a slight improvement to what the norm is for the day, and then Jesus comes back with something that really nobody could have expected. It's this parable that that, that talks about forgiveness in a way that really has no end. It's really a beginning with no end of forgiveness, and not exactly the first thing that we think about around this topic, but it's definitely, it's definitely where Jesus goes with it. And I encourage you to listen closely to this because really forgiveness, the way Jesus is featuring it, is about a way of living, and it's also a benefit for us. It's it's not just about the forgiving of somebody else, which is something that we're expected to do, but, but how it also benefits us in the way we live and the way we continue serving our Lord. So I pray that you'll listen closely to this sermon and and how this topic is explored, but also the way it might be able to be applied, these, these teachings of our Lord, the way we could apply those to our lives. A reading from the book of Exodus. The angel of God who was going before the Israelite army moved and went behind them, and the pillar of cloud moved from in front of them and took its place behind them. It came between the army of Egypt and the army of Israel. And so the cloud was there in the darkness, and it lit up the night. One did not come near the other all night. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. The Lord drove the sea back by a strong east wind all night and turned the sea into dry land, and the waters were divided. The Israelites went into the sea on dry ground, the waters forming a wall for them on their right and on their left. The Egyptians pursued and went into the sea after them, all of Pharaoh's horses, chariots, and chariot drivers. At the morning watch, the Lord of the pillar of fire and cloud looked down upon the Egyptian army and threw the Egyptian army into a panic. He clogged their chariot wheels so that they turned with difficulty. The Egyptians said, let us flee from the Israelites, for the Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea so that the water may come back upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots and chariot drivers. So Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and at dawn the sea turned into its normal depth. As the Egyptians fled before it, the Lord tossed the Egyptians into the sea. The waters turned and covered covered the chariots and the chariot drivers. The entire army of Pharaoh that had followed them into the sea, not one of them remained. But the Israelites walked on dry ground through the sea 
the waters forming a wall for them on their right and on their left. Thus the Lord saved Israel that day from the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. Israel saw the great work that the Lord did against the Egyptians. So the people feared the Lord and believed in the Lord and in his servant Moses. The word of the Lord. A reading from Romans. Welcome those who are weak in faith, but not for the purpose of quarreling over opinions. Some believe in eating any, anything, while the weak eat only vegetables. Those who eat must not despise those who abstain, and those who abstain must not pass judgment on those who eat. For God has welcomed them. Who are you to pass judgment on servants of another? It is before their own Lord that they stand or fall, and they will be upheld, for the Lord is able to make them stand. Some judge one day to be better than another, while others judge all days to be alike. Let all be fully convinced in their own minds. Those who observe the day, observe it in, observe it in honor of the Lord. Also those who eat, eat in honor of the Lord, since they give thanks to God, while those who abstain, abstain in honor of the Lord and give thanks to God. We do not live to ourselves, and we do not die to ourselves. If we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. So then, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. For it is this end Christ died and lived again so that he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. Why do you pass judgment on your brother or sister? Or you, why do you despise your brother or sister? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall give praise to God. So then each of us will be accountable to God. The word of the Lord. Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus came, excuse me, Peter came and said to Jesus, Lord, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, not seven times, but I tell you 77 times. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. When he began the reckoning, one who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. And as he could not pay, the Lord ordered him to be sold together with his wife and children and all his possessions and payment to be made. So the slave fell on his knees before him saying, have patience with me and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the Lord of the slave 
released him and forgave him the debt. But that same slave, as he went out, came upon one of his fellow slaves who owed him a hundred denarii. And seizing him by the throat, he said, pay what you owe. Then his fellow slave fell, da fell down and pleaded with him, have patience with me and I will pay you. But he refused. Then he went and threw him into prison until he would pay his debt. When his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed. And they went and reported to their Lord all that had taken place. Then his Lord summoned him and said to him, you wicked slave, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. You, should you not have had mercy on your fellow slave, so as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his Lord handed him over to be tortured until he would pay his entire debt. So my heavenly Father will also do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother or sister from your heart. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. One of the challenges that I typically face when I'm needing to do something is actually beginning. Yes, I am the kind of person who, when I start something, I want to see it through to completion. Now, this might sound like a favorable trait, but there is a downside just ask Val. She can tell you because I usually feel this need to see something through to conclusion. I also, because of that, find myself delaying when I don't feel like I have enough time to commit. I, I, she's nodding her head big time back there. Yeah. <laughs> a prime example is, is actually happens each week to me when I'm preparing a sermon. I will try to reply to emails and voicemails and complete various other small tasks before beginning my sermon preparations because I want to have as much uninterrupted time as possible, again, to finish what I start. Now, if I spend too much time trying to clear the deck for sermonating, <laughs> I might find myself in a rather stressful situation with less time for the tasks because of postponing what needs to be done. Another example of delaying, of big, some, of, of delaying the beginning of something is actually something uh, that recently happened. It, it recently launched. It's the new podcast we've been talking about called Our Savior Speaks. This has been a wonderful idea. The Vestry has been talking about for the past two years, and, and we've been able to put the technology in place that we needed and, and blessed to have parishioners with the skills to make it happen. But there was the biggest barrier 
to it getting to getting this new ministry off the ground here two years later and that biggest barrier was your rector yes it was me <laughs> you all know i have a background in broadcasting and, and some technology but and I, I could understand the nuts and the bolts of how to make it work but my biggest concern was after we began how would we do a good job of keeping the content up to date of producing new content. You all again have Val Crumpton to thank for being my loving cattle prod as she showed me, <laughs> she showed me how we could start this and start it small with, with our Sunday lessons and the sermon on Sundays and then really grow it from there. From that moment on then, a beginning with no end, it just didn't seem so daunting but I really needed her to help me see that. <clears throat> now, when I faced the challenges of my own personality and the ways that I, I view or function in the world, I do find it comforting when I encounter people in the Bible who appear to be dealing with similar struggles to which I can really relate. And I believe this is one of the reasons why I love Peter so much. I do. I love Peter. This wonderfully enthusiastic and quirky follower of Christ is just someone who can inspire us all when we might feel like we are struggling to follow Jesus. This past week, I was reading a commentary from the Reverend Joseph S. Pagano where he states, Peter always asked the questions that we would like to ask. He is so earnest and eager to do the right thing. Just so many examples of that. But Peter also always seems to be getting it wrong. <laughs> and after reading Reverend Pagano's comments, I thought, yes, that is the Peter I know and love. In his commentary, Reverend Pagano continues offering insight into Peter's question that we hear this morning in today's Gospel for Matthew when he notes that there is an ancient rabbinic tradition that says a person should forgive another who has sinned against him as many as four times. So there's kind of a, a background for Peter's actions today. So Peter, earnest and eager, he tries to be what he thinks even more extravagant than the rabbis, and he adds three more times to his question to Jesus for a total of seven. Now, when we might be expecting, or excuse me, when Peter might be expecting an attaboy or way to go or, you know, just that pat on the back, I can almost envision Jesus just burying his face and his hands in frustration before launching into the parable that follows. Peter sees a beginning for forgiveness, but Jesus is expecting a beginning with no end. In his letter to the Romans, I believe that Paul points to where Jesus is going with forgiveness that has no end. It appears that the effort needed to begin the process of ongoing forgiveness, it would not be necessary if, if we all, us humans, right, if we all could find a way to respect differences of opinions and approaches without passing judgment on others. Paul says, why do you pass judgment on your brother or your sister? Or why do you despise brother or sister? For we all stand before this judgment seat of God. 
Now this quote comes after Paul points to the different ways various individuals and groups, the ways in which they do it in different ways of connecting with God. This past Friday, I was at a clergy appreciation breakfast at Brandonwild, where clergy from different denominations were gathered together to be thanked for our ministry in that community. Now, the table where I sat included people who were Episcopalian, Methodist, and Baptist, and, and I'm sure there's a joke in there somewhere. <laughs> that was us, <laughs> and we all got along. <laughs> but, but there were also many others scattered throughout the room. Now, the chaplain at Brandon Wild, he noted in his remarks how we all approach God with different traditions and different takes on theology, but it is still the same God we all serve. Now, by acknowledging and appreciating our unique differences, he was demonstrating how we all should be carrying out our ministries with respect and grace for each other as we each seek to faithfully serve our Lord. Now, as hard as we may try to, to live into Paul's words of encouragement and learn from Jesus' parables, we are still human, and there will be times that we will not get it right. If this were not the case, and there would be no need for us to join in saying the general confession each Sunday. There, there would be no need for us to say the line in the Lord's Prayer Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. There would be no need for us to begin forgiving with no end. When Peter offers his modest increase to the accepted standard of forgiveness in that day, well, Jesus, he responds with what can best be described as an outlandish parable about a slave who owed his king approximately 150,000 years of wages, just in case you wondered what the equivalent of 10,000 talents might be. Yeah, I can imagine those around him who really knew what a talent was and, and what Jesus was saying. He was like, what? But yes, then he flips it. Because in an incredibly generous twist, now that he has everybody's attention, the king then forgives the complete debt, all 150,000 years of it. But the slave then fails. He fails miserably to pay it forward when he confronts a fellow slave not long thereafter who owes him the equivalent of a few dollars. Now think of this in terms of God forgiving each and every one of us of our sins, those that we have committed, and then standing ready to forgive those sins that are yet to come, and how we might find ourselves unwilling to forgive minor offenses and disagreements. If we've all been forgiven much without limits, Shouldn't we be thinking of ways that we can forgive others with no limits? Any of this might sound too difficult, might sound too difficult to start forgiving. 
we should probably consider something here. Maybe thinking of forgiveness in a different way, of, of considering how it might just be a benefit instead of a burden. Let's try something. Think of someone you might resent or cross with at the moment, and please don't raise your hands. <laughs> but think about that, all right? We've all got them. We do. We've all got them. But, but notice how this makes you feel. Notice how, how your heart rate might be increasing because you're thinking about that confrontation that you just had. Or you might be feeling some tightness in your shoulders or, or your jaws just wanting to grit. Or it's possible you could be even wrinkling your brow in tense, in a tense reaction. Now, do you believe that the way you are currently feeling at this moment has any impact on that person at this moment? Well, I've got the answer for you. No. They have no idea how you're feeling right now. Absolutely not. So I believe that the benefit of forgiving can lead to us being able to drop that smelly bag of resentment that we just lug around as we are also following the directive of our Lord. I know it sounds easy, right, and difficult to do, but it's something that we keep doing and keep doing and always remember with God's help. So when we engage in ongoing forgiveness, we are beginning to allow God to pave the way for the future. For anyone who might be wondering just how to begin, we will soon join together in saying the general confession, but more importantly, we will also be coming to the altar rail to receive the Holy Sacrament that aids us in serving our Lord in unity, constancy, and peace. And once again, we will come to our Lord asking for help as we try our best to forgive those who have trespassed against us. And if we are called to do others as we would have them do to us, and we should remember that God is ready to help us begin forgiving with no end. As we seek to embrace this effort as a new way of living for God with each other. Amen.